Welcome, addicts, to the ever ensuing hilarity that is the Pop Culture Pod, aka the PCP. I'm Kyle Rowland, and unfortunately, Dan is not here to join us this show, so I'm going to pass it over to the man on the boards. It's Paul. I am the audio mancer supreme. Yes, as he keeps telling us. But today is one for Paul. Unfortunately, Dan cannot join us because he had work commitments. That's 100% for cool. We're, we're wishing him the best. What are you talking about? That's awful. He's a terrible human being for going to work instead of coming to record I know, the right? Actually, going Damn to the crust. Yeah. Can't, can't trust people. Damn it, Dan. But, it's a new segment just but, called Damn It, Dan. But luckily... And he can't do a dang thing about it. He Oh, he will. He will. He will. He'll find a way. But um, we're doing our one for Paul, uh, but we are talking about Thor Ragnarok. This is the Woo! 2017 movie released by Marvel Studios, directed by Takawaihiti. And I, I know nothing. I know nothing about this man. What else has he done? Uh, Takawaihiti's a, a New Zealand director. He works. He's worked a lot with the uh, Flight of the Concord boys, like Jermaine Clements and uh, Brett. Brett. Uh, Brett McKenzie. Uh, but his two other big studio movies are uh, What We Do in the Shadows, which is a mockumentary about four vampires living in a fat chair in New Zealand. I think we mentioned that before. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah, at, we're adding it to the list. Oh, worry. is that on the list? Yeah, because <laughs> if you like the style and the joke and the humor in this, you want to watch those. So and for those of you not familiar with the show yet, uh, this is the third episode of One for One Paul. For Paul. Why we're doing this is because turns out I really haven't seen any movies at all. It, and every time I mention one carl or dan or somebody in the comments or on twitter or something gets in contact saying what do you mean he hasn't seen, seen this yeah whatever movie and every time we add it to the list so or, if you have something that you'd like to add to the list then uh, get in touch on twitter yes you can follow us on twitter at um, underscore pop culture pod yep yep uh, the um, the other reason we wanted to do it is because me and dan make a lot of references or we we, we quote a lot yeah. And, and so a lot of them go over your head. So we're trying to show you what the reason we quote them and why we enjoy them. So this is this one in particular for one Pacific character, and we'll get to him shortly. One Pacific character. I was yes. hoping for an Atlantic one, frankly, or maybe a Gulf character. No, 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 no. Just one specific. Got it. Got <laughs> it. Well, yeah, uh, I was. So after a couple of cult movies from the 80s and the 90s, we've now come to just uh, at the time just of recording, at the time of recording last year. Uh, I somehow missed this. And uh, actually, I think it was this time last year. It might have been this time last year. Yeah, because yeah. these things are coming out every two months. So I kept missing them. And by the time this one came out, I was a little burned out on him. I don't know. I was a superhero movie again, whatever. Yeah. Uh, then I completely understand. I've yet to experience superhero fatigue. But um, Dan, Dan suffered from it about a year and a bit ago. And it took Lego Batman to get him back in. I think a lot of people were in that same boat. I think a lot of folks sort of fell out of it and then saw Thor Ragnarok, the, one, mm. the movie we're going to be discussing today. And uh, got him back into it a little. Which, uh, yeah. You know, good. Uh, so what, what was weird for me is that I have now seen the new Infinity War mm. uh, with Thanos and whatnot. Yes. So I've evidently seen things in a, in a super bug nutty way. But it explains a lot of things for it you. It does, yeah. But it's also like... Well, it now definitely that I, explains the opening of Infinity War. It certainly does, yeah. The opening of Infinity War, I was just happy to be like, oh, they're on a spaceship and he's missing an eye now. That's fine. Mm-hmm. So I, don't, I, I didn't really bother me in the context of that movie, but everyone I've talked to, uh, especially my friend uh, Sean Labode, who might be listening. Hi, Sean. Hi, Sean. Uh, he, we, we were having a beer the other day. I was telling him about their show, and he was like, how have you, have you seen Black Panther, though? And I said, no, that's also on the list. Yes, it is. And the poor guy just lost his shit. <laughs> He's yeah. just like, I, the, the idea that I have seen things in the wrong order 
has bugged him. But hopefully it'll, uh, that, that perspective will be interesting for folks. Yeah, so. no, I, have, I generally think it's going to be an interesting perspective. Do you have your um, I have everything. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's open up with in Niflheim. Oh, that's Niflheim. Niflheim, yes. Cool. The, so, he- the hell dimension. The hell realm, basically. Yeah, Asgard's got a lot of hells. Yes. Uh, Call we'll, back. We'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the intro. We've got, uh, we join Thor. Oh no, Ford's in a cage. How did this happen? Yeah. Says Thor to a skeleton. Yes. I don't know who the skeleton is, but it seems just, like I just should know. Just a skeleton, it's just a skeleton in oh, the cell a, he's put in. I thought I missed a callback or something. Oh no, 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 he's literally just speaking out loud, feeling, he's just narrating, basically. Uh, you there, I have exposition to deliver. Yes. You are a skeleton, therefore cannot say anything about it, sup. So he's chained up in hell, and, uh... And he's brought in front of uh, Surtur, who is yep. sort. He his uh, Surtur is like a real mythological real thing in North mythology. He is the uh, cre- the creature or the monster that is destined to cause Ragnarok, which is the fall of Asgard. Well, it's also set off by Baldur, who I don't know is in the Marvel universe. Because uh, him- you mean you mean um, uh, Odin's father. No, I mean Baldur, Odin's son. Yes, the Baldur is in the is in like the guy who's immune to everything but mistletoe. Yes, yes, yes. He yeah. is. He is in the, there. Have, there is a comic version of Boulder, but um, he's not. He's an older character and not in Got the Marvel, MCU continuity. So th- in in this case, for it, Serta brings about Ragnarok. Yeah, that's it. So I, being fairly familiar with Norse myth, I was like, oh, so in this one, they've skipped a step and Serta does it. Yeah, yeah. So okay, fair enough. Uh, but yeah, so Thor is chained up in hell and pumps Surtur for information while gently spinning. Yes. Starting off uh, a trend I'm going to call undermining your drama. Yes. So, Surtur's eyebrows are the source of his power. That, that, that is a crown. It's the crown of Surtur. It's a beautiful tiara, sir. Oh, mate, uh, it's a monobrow. Bro, just own up. It's a monobrow. Yeah. But, and then, for, I love four in this scene because it's he has, just... He has difficulty with the dramatic Mjolnir timing. Yeah. And it's, 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 also, it's also the bit of Surtur, son of... And because of, of the finger voice, son of Odin, son of that, it's like... A bitch, you're yeah. still alive. <laughs> Fun side fact, if you are from Iceland, yeah. then your last name is uh, your father's first name plus son, son or daughter, mm-hmm. if you are a, a woman yeah. or a girl, I guess, when you're named that. So there's actually like a list of acceptable names you're allowed to name a child. Oh, wow. Because otherwise it's like you are inflicting this on not just your child, but their child as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you want a weird bug nutty name... You you have to talk to somebody about it. So that's so that's why we should be get, um, thankful that mumble rappers don't live there because they they've all got ridiculous names. Oh, I love ridiculous names. They're great. Oh, so do I. But the, I mean, sixty nine, sixty nine, triple X Tentagon. Rest in peace. Triple X Tentagon. Yeah. I, and then it, we're moving on to Fort Serta and Four undermining each other. Yeah. And, yeah. Led Zeppelin plays and everybody has a nice CG battle. Ah, oh, so fun! It's super cool. Ah, oh, the tingles when that riff comes in. Behold oh. my stuff. Yes. Oh no, we'll get to him. Well, he's we, next scene after the he CG is, battle but no, starts. No, we got you. Got the, that fight scene is amazing. It is, but it's also the dragon. That yeah, makes that rocket dragon sled man go. Yeah, that looks like a two D game I want to play. Let's and then, start with and that. then it's just the fact the the the, the trope of the hammer. He just puts it in his mouth and it just smacks to the floor. Well, this is it. The dragon's not worthy, right? So yeah. I, I love those details where they sort of remember what's in their continuity and the abilities that the heroes mm. have. Because so often you look at it like, why is 
why is that happening? Doesn't he that's have the, this option he had a, a, one movie ago? It's the it's that's why I love the fact of this connected universe. Is they as much as I am, I have problems with Marvel's comic book continuity at times. Their cinematic continuity is pretty strong. I don't know. I kind of like my brains. The consistency of uh, broiled eggs. Yeah, but anyway. They're old, my stuff. Ah, Scourge, yes. Um, Scourge is so uh, cool. Thor is trying to summon the Bifrost to return to Asgard, having found out that, having uh, slain Surtur and um, taken his crown, he's got it chained to his back. Yeah. So, so he already out. he looks badass. Yeah. And we're not even to his final, he's not even his final form yet. Yeah. He still <laughs> needs to power up for 16 episodes. Yes. Right? Or as I call it, the trip to Scar. Yeah. Um, but, um... He, but yeah, Scourge he, says, "Behold my stuff." stuff. And he he's has try, he's two uh, two what appear to be M4 rifles. They're AK 47s. No, they're not and the character. You uh, no M16. Sorry, no, they're not M16. Those are M4s. Uh, but I, in the comic books, he's renowned having M16s. Oh, does he have yeah, M16s? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They the might be. Book. I don't know. They look like M4s to me. No, no, um, anyway. they're it's, it's part of the thing. He they always... are at American issue uh, assault rifles. Yes. is what they are. Des and Troy, and they come together. They destroy. That's this great. is a man who not long, not many years beforehand was Judge Dredd. The guy's got range. That's all I'm saying. Oh, the actor. Yeah, Carl oh, Urban. I thought you meant the character. I'm like, no, Carl Urban, Carl Urban. The Carl character Urban. being Judge Dredd. Scourge's grave would work. I mean, it would. I mean, Judge Dredd Scourge, becomes... Sorry. Judge Dredd becomes Scourge. I could write that. I kind of yeah, want I, it. I could get. I can get a five minute issue miniseries out of it's, that. I it's promise. Marvel. Yeah, you literally do anything. Well, you'd have to. It'd have to be a collaboration with 2000 AD. But moving on. So when that. I said you could do anything, yeah, we can. Yeah, we can. I meant legit. You can't. You'd have to have 2000 AD involved. But then anyway. he, um, the, the girls noticed that Thor was actually summoning uh, Thor to running away from this dragon. And oh yeah. So he tries to get the Bifrost. He calls up his buddy Heimdall. And uh, Heimdall is not there, evidently. Heimdall is elsewhere. He he was off filming a series of Lufa at the time. Ah. Uh, But uh, then Scourge realizes and summons the Bifrost to bring Thor back to Asgard. Mostly, I feel, to show off to the girls. Yeah. Who he was with. Mm -hmm. Because behold my stuff. Behold this sword that I can use to bring people here. Then Thor shows up and just goes like, right, I'm leaving. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh uh, no! Thor turns up with the dra- with the head of a dragon. <laughs> yeah, best transition to a title card ever. Yeah, it was pretty good. Care to describe that title card? Um, Thor is um, to get the dragon's getting ever closer to Thor, inching, inching, literally at his heels, and then the Bifrost comes down, taking the head and Thor on the Bifrost, and then the scorch mark you get from the Bifrost reads. Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, Takawaihiti. It's these it's things like that is why I love you. Mm. And then the movie begins proper. Yeah. So Odin, uh, seen here behaving suspiciously like Loki while watching a play about how awesome Loki is. Yes, but can we just talk about that score underneath Thor when he's flying through uh, through Asgard? Oh, that beautiful mix of classical and synth. Oh, I love the soundtrack to this movie so much. Yeah, I really do. Magic it. Force is the majority of the movie is the synth band used for this, but mm. it's, they're so good. The best, what my favorite track is the one they use for the trailer. Mm. But then uh, Thor arrives to the uh, the court of Odin and realizes there's a giant gold statue of Loki with the helmet with the helmet with the horns. Yep. And then he goes in, and Odin is enjoying a play, which is as you said, yeah. regarding the tale of Loki. Turns out it's Loki. 
turns out it's like no but yeah yeah there's a whole the, scene where the, he figures the out nods who it are is. brilliant in this so yeah. of course if he's casting um odin's played by sam neill which i think is great casting for odin i agree um uh the lesser handsome for uh, the other helmsworth oh this is we're talking about Liam, i think it's Liam, yeah, in the Liam. play there in is the play, a thor in the play in the, the play in the movie yeah there's a whole other cast could you imagine it's like so i'm gonna play thor in this new movie oh fuck no. Right? Could you imagine if you're, they had leaked you're, that? Yeah. No, there was the, there's photos of him and his brother both in the full costume on set that was um that Chris Hemsworth released whilst filming it. And he went, My new stump double, he needed the money. <laughs> oh brilliant. <laughs> but uh the and then of course Loki is played by Matt Damon. You, oh, is it? No, I didn't realize. That was, yeah, Loki's played by Matt and Damon. And at no point did he want to say, Loki. No, no, no. But do you not get that? Oh, you've not seen Dogma, have you? No, I haven't. Dogma In Dogma, Kevin Smith's Dogma, he plays Loki. I have seen no Kevin he Smith plays an, He plays the, um, the, angel, the, um, the archangel Loki. Oh. So, yeah. So Repre- he's seen here reprising his role. Reprising. Basically, yeah. Okay. No, he's playing Loki again. Oh. Another character called Loki, but in the... Um, Kevin Smith, he played Loki. And yeah. Takawai, he admitted he asked for Matt Damon to play Loki for that reason. Oh, cool. Because he's a huge Kevin Smith. I did not realize that detail. That's kind of neat. Yeah. Oh, I've, I've, I've done my research on this. Uh, my research involved watching the movie yeah, twice and making jokes. And this jokes. is why I'm here. Yeah, there you go. So after some convincing... Uh, and some board quote, meetings. Quote, unquote, convincing, Odin is revealed to be Loki. It turns out it's Loki... Loki takes Thor to Earth to see Odin, who has evidently been in a nursing home there. Yes, Shady Acres. <laughs> I love that name. I don't know if it's a reference to it's something. It's a reference. It's this. It's Shady Acres is the um, home that Homer Simpson's in. In the Simpsons. oh, he yeah, they're Shady right. Acres. Oh man, it took. Oh, I have not seen that show in years. Uh, they have a couple of gems every season. I watch the Halloween special every year. Yeah, fair. I watch the old Halloween stuff every year because they're better. Oh, yeah. Uh, the three, Raven? three to eight cannot be touched. Yeah, pretty much. Especially the shininning. So uh, Doctor Strange gets involved. Yes, and after um, Loki, after Thor takes a photo with um, a Fans. couple of girls. A girl who was like, sorry about Jane breaking your heart. Uh, that's her ne- Her last name's Hemsworth. <clears throat> Unrelated, uh, but... Actually hilarious. Yeah. Those who've seen Doctor Strange will notice a sling ring portal is opening up around Loki's feet and he's sucked into a dimension and then a card's left for um, uh, 177A Bleecker Street. Yes. Yeah. Or the Sanctum Sanctorum. Yeah. Little subtle reference to Sherlock there. Yep. For the reference to Baker Street. Yes. And then, of course, he is, he's invited in by Doctor Strange. Um Doctor Strange is concerned that Loki is on Earth. Of course. And is asking Thor, politely, I feel, why the fuck? I I walked into the ship literally when this scene was playing. So I had to ask, is this the post credit for Doctor Strange or is this for Ragnarok? And it was Ragnarok, luckily. So I got to watch it in the pub as well on Sunday. Cool. So I had my refresher. But um, yeah, and I think this is the best use of a character, like as a, a cameo. I'd say he's not really a cameo. He he does drive the action forward somewhat because he's the he's a very compelling reason why Thor should be able to find Odin, who, as it turns out, doesn't really want to be found. Yes, but um, what I mean is, it's just just like um, some he there's that all the potential when I heard Doctor Strange was going to be in Ragnarok is that he was going to go to Scar, he was going to be part of the team, you know, all the way through the movie. What I mean is that he is literally he's going to go that. to Scar. Scar, sorry, Scar. Yeah. Okay, I thought it was two syllables. My bad. 
No, it's Sakar. Sakar. Yeah. Okay. He was. It was just kept to that small bit where he had got a couple of one-liners in the beer. Refilling beers, a nice touch, <laughs> and good. I was falling for thirty minutes. <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah, it was pretty good. He just opened up like. You, you ever play Portal the game? Uh, the cake doesn't exist. The cake's a lie. I mean, it does exist. No, the cake's a lie. Like you can't get the cake, the but it is a there. Lie. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So you know the thing you can do where you put a portal above you and then below yeah. you and just jump in? Yeah, the, the the loop. Yeah, so Doctor Strange just did that to someone. <laughs> That's amazing. And then he just... Um, just pops him straight out. And then throws him straight to um, Norway. Yeah, so having agreed, uh, Doctor Strange says, okay, fine. So you're just going to you're gonna get your stuff and your guys and you're your gonna boys. Take, you're going to take your dad and you're going to go home. You're going to go home because seriously, I don't need Loki anywhere near Earth. Mm-hmm. Mind? Thanks. So having done that, he throws them both through a portal into Norway. Yeah. We join them in the beautiful fjords mm-hmm. where they refer repeatedly to Norway as home. Mm-hmm. Foreshadowing? Not sure. No, in the original Thor movies, it's, it's shown that Odin and and the other gods did go down to Nor- to did go to Midgard. When they would come to Midgard. They would, would go to Scandinavia. They would go to Scandinavia. Mm. And they were reviled as, though they were there to help, they were revered as gods. So Asgardians are an alien race, but in, in the eyes of humans, because of their lifespan right. and, and their powers, they're considered gods. Yep. So Odin lays the groundwork for the coming conflict with Hela. We're introduced to her as an idea. We, we find out that she's uh, Thor's uh, sister and technically Loki's stepsister. Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of cool because Thor had no idea Elder she existed. Sister, yep. Neither of them had either any idea, which mm. is weird for Loki. I feel Loki normally is pretty clued up on this sort of thing. No, the hit as it's revealed in the movie, the history of Hela is is um, hidden. Like he's that's he's pa- literally paved over. No, the yeah. What I'm suggesting, what I'm suggesting is the fact that Loki has no inkling of this at all means that it was hidden real deep. Mm. Other dimension kept. Kept shut by the life of a god. That's pretty deep. Even for a trickster god. Right. I was going to say Odin turns into um, fireflies and just goes off into the breeze. Yeah. So then Maleficent shows up. Yep. Here comes Hela. Kate Blanchett. She's so good. She's so good. Like she is it in this role. Hela Hela is such a one-dimensional villain. It's just got to be super fun to play. All yeah. she wants to do is destroy and kill things. All she wants to do is rule Asgard. She sneers at the word good at one point, mm. right? Why would you want to be good? Evil mm. is dope. Yeah. That's her whole thing. She's she's super into evil. If she had a mustache, she'd be twirling it. Yeah. It's just, just saying. I lo- and I love her first interactions with um, with Thor and Loki. It's just like, um, I'm, I'm, I'm Thor, son of Odin. It's just like, you don't look like him. Let us, let, let's talk about this. You sound like him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she's really good at getting the disgust and contempt and I am above you, you you rodents, yeah. out of her voice in every line. But that's just Out- Kate Blanchett. Outstanding performance by Blanchett, I feel. Yeah, and then um, the it's shown in the trailer, but uh, she destroys Mjolnir, just crushes it in her hand. Yeah, so Mjolnir, the unbreakable hammer, she just, she just sort of... The Unru hammer. Yep, that's the one. So yeah. she just sort of grabs it and goes... <laughs> Like, like a Coke can. And it just smashes and Thor is literally like, oh, shit. Yep. Loki, in a panic, summons the Bifrost. Yep. Not, re- not, think- not thinking, let's keep Hela on Earth so she can't get powered by Asgard again. 
Yeah. So they inadvertently just open a nice, easy highway straight to Hella. Yeah. And then Hella follows them up the. Did you? Did you really not? Yeah, I, I got did you it. Really not get highway to Hella. I got it. I got it. I'm on a highway to Hella. That was an awful impression. Nobody who, can do who, his who voice. Who sung that? That was uh, ACDC. Yeah, let's keep it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Thank you. Touche. Uh, but um, in doing so, Hella follows them up the Bifrost and knocks them both out. Into, like, deep space, I guess. Like, where do you go? I guess you just go into space when you get kicked out of the Bifrost. You go to the extra-dimensional world where all portals lead. You end up on Sakaar. Yep. This makes me so happy. Which looks kind of like a trash dump. I, I, if, if this, if Sakaar's where all my socks go when they're missing in the washing machine, I'm cool with that. I mean, I feel like we should go get them. Nah, buy more socks. Fair. If Sakaar's not a place I want to visit. It's all right watching footage of Sakaar, but I don't want to go. Yeah. Because to be fair, the options are contestant or food. I don't think I'll fare well either way. No, you are. Actually, no, I'd be a pretty good sandwich. I was going to say, you look you look exceptionally tasty today. Oh, thank you, darling. Bit of mustard. Go great. Ah. So Jack Sparrow turns up. Yes, he does. Oh, no. and uh, I mean, she does. Oh, you mean... Jacqueline Sparrow, whatever her name is. Her name... Oh, you mean the actress? No, Tessa I mean... Thompson. I'm, I'm referring to... She comes in on a ship, drinks oh, a bottle of thing, thing, and immediately falls, falls off, off of the gangway. Oh, that gangway, though. It's super cool. That's super so impractical, cool. but I love it. So cool. Like engineer brain, I'm looking at it going like that can't possibly work, but I love it. Just, if if something happens care. in comic books that you can't explain, a wizard did it. Yeah, pretty much. Or, so a wizard or, created. Or Stan Lee did it. Yeah, I'm okay with either of those. I oh. feel like they're pretty much the same thing, though. Yeah, and then a Val. Um, sorry, Scrapper One Four Two. Scrapper One Four Two, otherwise known as Jack Sparrow, which I'm going to keep calling her that because you can like, call her Jack Sparrow. All she, you like. Now that I know who you're talking about, yeah, yes. she's great. So uh, this is just like she's a pirate. Yeah, she is. She's a scrapper. She's a scrapper. So she picks up scrap and, and she, sells it. She, uh, using her robotic gun turrets, gets rid of all the uh, people yeah. who are trying to take Thor, who unfortunately in the scrap lost half his cape. This is not his final form. No, it's um, not. they took part of his form off him. It's it's, How on, dare they? it's on route though. Yeah. Uh, so um, in doing so, uh, she. Thor takes, uh, she takes him to the Grandmaster, but then we're taken back to well, Asgard. She, well, she captures him using electricity. She she takes right. a taser to the God of Thunder, and this evidently is effective. Yes, he's the God of Thunder, not the God of Lightning. They're, he uses lightning as a power, doesn't mean he's the, the God same, of it. They're both the same thing, though. No, His powers envelop him that in is thunder magic, and lightning. Yeah, he has magic lightning. As yeah, but lightning but, he generates from his think, body. What do you think the difference is? One is the sound, one is the light. Again, I'm trying to explain to you what the comics have told me. I don't. These literally are the, the excuses that I've heard from writers. He's the god of lightning. He's the god of thunder, not the god of lightning. He's also, not the god he of tasers. He, he tells, he, he's all hammers. Um, foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Uh, but um, what I mean is it's electric. One, it's electrical device from another planet, so he doesn't know how it interacts with his physiology. Is again, it still in the same no, universe? Again, not a god. He is a alien. Got it. <laughs> yeah, I- but like his powers involve him like repeatedly tasering himself with magical lightning gifted to him from his father, not electricity that coming out the wall. Certainly looks like electricity what comes out of the wall the rest of the time he uses it. 
I don't know, man. It seems incongruous to me. Is all I'm saying. Hey, dude, I'm not. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to men hold with spatter here. You know, I'm just going with what. What I'm just being the devil's advocate because I also agree it's stupid. I just uh, we just needed the counter argument on that one. Why? But, it's a silly thing. Don't counter argue that. But, it's just a silly comic but, book thing um, that we have to get over. That's then, okay. So now we go back to Asgard, where mm-hmm. uh, Hela confronts the three hundred at the hot gates. Yes. I mean Asgard. He's face to face with the Brothers Three. I'm sorry, the Warriors Three. And she decides to dispatch them in very quick, succinct fashion. Yep. The best bit is, of course, and I think it is a nod from Marvel, is that the, they have a long shot on um, the blonde haired one, Zachary Levi's sure. character. Zachary Levi is going to be Shazam in the DC movie. Oh, of course. And he yeah. literally went off to do that after this. So it is literally like, we are confirming that Zachary Levi is no longer in this universe. Because he wants to go play funny books with the distinguished competition. Sure. That's what Marvel refers to as DC, is the distinguished competition. Oh, that's very polite of them. They have a really good relationship. They've done, they have done crossovers in the past. Yeah, of course. Yeah, It seems like a, a good, uh, friendly competition. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so the professional Spartan army, I mean Asgardian, Asgardian army, mm-hmm. seen here breaking rank immediately... When engaging with the person and okay, boys, we have a thousand men and uh, and like air support and all of the rest against an overwhelming enemy. Uh, So let's uh, let's not stay in tight formation so that she can't break through us. Let's attack her one at a time. And also, let's make it look really badly CG'd so that it looks like just a like a scene. I don't in mind the, video the CG. Game. I really don't mind the CG. Normally, I don't, but this scene in particular kind of bugged me. It, out of the CG scenes in this movie, is not the best one. I kind of wanted that. her to be more of like compared a witch. to the Valkyrie fight we get later. I think we'll talk about that. Yeah. We'll talk about that. Definitely. But the this fight scene fell super flat for me. First, like as I, the way I prepare for these things, I watch the movie once just to watch it and enjoy it of an evening. Make mm-hmm. some popcorn. Which, have yourself which, a which this movie is not hard to do. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it was a really good. Like, so uh, I should say at this point, I'm in. This is a good setup. I, I'm mm. okay. I know what I'm watching. This yeah. is a Marvel movie. I know what I'm in for. So... I'm having fun. Already seen some familiar faces. And uh, this scene comes up and I'm like, isn't she just like a crazy witch lady, though? I want to see her like flinging spells and doing cool stuff. I don't want to see her being like just a fighter who's really... She's always... She's been... She was... As she says later, she was um, Odin's pit bull, basically. Well, sure, yeah. But I mean, I feel like if you want to set up that she's this big, powerful badass, don't have her sort of dispatching one dude at a time acrobatically. Just have her do some, not quite snap the fingers, right? Yeah. But yeah. have her do something similarly like you are nothing. You have no ability to I fight like me. I like the blades. I like the blades too, but have her bring them out later. I, I know, but it's, you know I mean, I, I mean it, like you are not worth my time to even raise my hand piece, in, in all the set pieces of this movie. It's not the best one, but it also, you know, she's also, I like the touch of when she comes through the Bifrost. I know we skipped, we're, we're ahead of this. Yeah. That she, um, her, her clothes that were tattered get revitalized and the green comes through yes. as in it's showing that she is getting her powers back. I think that was a nice total touch. I guess, yeah. I mean, in, in universe, she hasn't got her powers back yet, so she can't quite snap the fingers or anything. Yeah. But I felt like if she's got some power, you know, show her breathing in nicely and go like, oh, the power feels nice. I'm back on Asgard. Also, who are you guys? I'm just going to wave you away now and have her just sweep them away with a gesture so that later when she actually has to try, it's like, oh, crap. Now it's on. I, 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 I would have liked to see it. I know, but it's, it's you need to have an action beat every ten pages. You know what Marvel's like. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm just sort of I'm reacting against that because it's sort of. Eh. Anyway, so but the it, whole fight looks like a video game. Fortunately, Heimdall is a ninja. 
Yes, Heimdall is now running around the forests of Asgard protecting the citizens. That's it. He's uh, gathering people to be refugees to mm. get them uh, evacuated from the city. And um, I guess actually from the entire realm, really. He I, wants to evacuate Asgard. He does want to evacuate Asgard. Cool. Because he knows that Hela will, that, uh, these people will not have a good life under Hela's rule. Mm. So cut back to uh, Sakaar, where Thor, see, Thor seems to have been captured by Willy Wonka. Yes, yes he was, because he's about to meet the Grand Master. There's a musical call-out to Willy Wonka yeah, when yeah, he's going it's, through it's, this it's, tunnel. It's, it's the music, it's, um, it's pure imagination. Mm, excellent. I thought I was excellent. So it uh, turns out Loki's here. Yeah, oh no, you can't, you can't skip over the meet the actual unveiling of the Grand Master Oh himself. yeah, the Grand Master. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum is just being Jeff Goldblum in this. Oh yeah, but he's the most bloomiest bloom that ever bloomed. So good. Into a beautiful flower. Yes. It's just, it's just, it's just like, he's great. He's a he, right? <laughs> yeah. I like that he's got this uh, air of the executive producer about him. Yeah. He seems like the kind of executive producer I've seen on sets who is like, yeah, sure, everything's great. Yeah, you're fired, though, so that's mm. fine. Right? Yeah, I pardon you from life. <laughs> and just was- melts a dude. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's my cousin. I'm just going to... Yeah, that's fine. Here you go. Yeah. Sorry about that. Oh, it's on my shoes. He melts him into a puddle yeah. of blue goo and goes like, oh, look, it's on my shoes. Oh, no. Oh, And oh. this is... We also learn that um, his personal guard does not like Shrapple 142. I don't think she likes anything or anybody. In, same when she's in what we do in the, uh, Hunt for the Wilder People, which is the other Takawai Heaty movie. Oh, okay. Oh, she, same actor, you mean? Same actress. Oh, yeah. that's cool. It's it's still pretty cool. She gets her credit. She walks off. She's kind of great. She's. I'm not cool. gonna lie. She's kind of great because the the Jeff Goldblum character has this whole thing where he's just like, you know, I keep saying you are. Anytime I mention Scrapper One Four Two, you are the and it starts with trash. Yeah, have you just been waiting to call her trash? This <laughs> whole it doesn't even start with a B. Yeah, like he's mostly insulted that she's not being inventive. It, I love that. It, it's those lines that make it for me, and then the fact that um, whilst Loki and um, Thor touch, because as you mentioned, Loki Loki is also on Sakaar, not in a chair. Nope, he's just yeah, he never got a chair. A party. Yep. Um, Jeff Goldblum's playing the music for that party. Uh, he's. Yeah, he's playing some of the music yeah. for that party. He's got a backing band, which is, yeah. But still. It's hilarious. And while he's doing this, the Thor is like restrained in a chair that follows him around. Yep. It's wonderful. This is great. Uh, so it turns out Thor uh, tries to say, I am the god of thunder. And sort of he doesn't have his hammer at this point, having it been destroyed by Maleficent, who got cast a spell or some shit, I guess. So. So uh, it's like, oh, wow, you know, God of Thunder, I don't know, but you, your yeah. hands sort of did a little... Uh, Were those okay. sparks? Oh, nice. <laughs> Sparkles. I like it. Yeah. It's really nice. So listen, you're going to fight the champion, and the champion is built up to be this crazy, badass, big dude, and he says, okay, fine, if that'll yeah. buy my freedom, then I'll beat it down whoever yeah. you want me to beat down. Go for it. So he gets thrown in a, in a circle. Yep. But not but in no, any normal circle. It's like a freaky circle. Like a freaky circle. And Korg... Then- is the best. Yes. This character. Cork is a win. Cork is always a win. It's just a big pile of rocks who hangs out. His intro even is the most casual, like, hi, I'm a gladiator. I'm, I'm not going to, I will try I, to do the accent with apologies I'm to New Zealand. Uh, I like to, um, I'm made of rocks. Don't let that intimidate you. <laughs> with apologies to New Zealand. We love you guys. Yeah, and I can't wish, do the accent. I wish to God I could do it. This just is, watch this the movie. Me. He's great. Well, I'll do it in my voice. This yeah, is me. Sure. His hands are made of knives. Um, this is me. He's an insect. His hands are made of knives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's just, you've been in prison in a gladiatorial arena and you meet the most chilled out person in, I think, the entire MCU now. And then he just walks around and they start talking. And he's just like, so why are you in here? Well, I started, started to start a revolution, but I didn't print enough pamphlets and nobody turned up except for my mum and her boyfriend, who I hate. <laughs> That's that. So and, yeah, he got and, thrown and, into prison. And, and proof that paper always beats rock. <laughs> that's pretty good thank you oh uh, no i mean he makes that joke too right no 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 no. he does he goes like uh nothing to worry about unless you're made of scissors no 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 that's what he even says he's like he's okay unless you're made of scissors but i was just saying paper or his bees rock because he couldn't get his revolution started because he didn't print enough pamphlets oh a pamphlet is made of paper. I went over my head. That's all right. At the time of recording, it's like 35 degrees in London. And it is nobody warm. Has, nobody has any idea how to deal with it. Balls. Balls, for reference, are quite warm. Yes, they are. I know but, this for reasons. Um, then we are, uh, he's trying to find out who fought the last champion. Well, Doug did. Oh, no, Doug's dead. Yeah. So anyway, where they have some beautiful conversation. We love Korg. Meep never says anything, but I think I also kind of love Meep. Goodbye, new Doug. <laughs> so Thor is new Doug. Yep. Right. But uh, yeah, we go back to Asgard where uh, Hela has kept a single person alive in order to deliver exposition to him. Yep. Scourge. She kept Scourge alive. Yeah. Uh, Scourge is um, in, uh, in the comics is known as Scourge the Executioner. So it makes sense that he's, he's offered this role by her. As the actual executioner. Yeah. Cool. And then they go through Odin. They go through the uh, vault on Asgard and they go through and... Um, tidy up some uh, continuity errors. Continuity errors. As in why there's a complete infinity gauntlet in Odin's safe. And she just immediately looks at it and goes, fake. fake. Yeah, it is fake, evidently. Walks past the casket of winters and then past the Tesseract, which is... According to Hela, not bad. Not bad. And then She looks at an infinity stone and says, eh, it's pretty good. And then she looks at a bangles track. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The Eternal Flame. It's pretty good. Pretty good. I see what you did there. So, and of course, um, Serta's uh, head is just the opposite side of the room. <laughs> Let's hey. not keep these in separate rooms. I mean, to be fair, who the hell is going to think that's a good idea? Uh, I mean, other than Loki, who just has Anthony access Hopkins. to just has access to that room. Yeah, right. You just walk in there. So she takes some of the Eternal Flame. Goes down to the uh, the resting place of her warriors. Which is just underground, under the basement. Under the basement. Makes you wonder how the uh, eventual army of the dead gets up, uh, finally. Do just climb the There's walls? There's a stepladder. Is there? Yeah. It's, mm. not, it's not my real ladder, but I love it just as much. <laughs> We're just going to let that one sit. Yeah, I like that. I, That's I, fabulous. I'll file that, 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 that one away. Uh, does that get a doctor? I think that gets mm. a doctor. Ah, oh, doctor. doctor. Yeah, we're, we're not sitting in a way that we could shake hands, but for the people at home, we shook hands. Yeah. Uh, so we... Yep, so it So it turns out in, she's a necromancer. Oh, no, the, the flame can bring back to life any... Uh, bring back life, basically. Did I stutter? Yes. She's a necromancer. She and has the ability Finn. and knowledge to do it. Uh, so first superhero movie cliche that I really... That really stood out to me, yeah. the superhero landing. You know the thing where you land on one leg, one knee, and yeah. your fist down? Do you have any idea how much that would hurt? Yes, Deadpool, I know. It's amazing. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do it. One. No, it's bad for your knees. 
So yeah, we go back now. Where there's a lot of back and forth in this movie. Now I'm thinking about it. Yeah, there's a lot of it does skipping split around until they meet up on Asgard. Yeah. So the the structure so far I'm getting is you've got two big locations and mm-hmm. they go between the two big locations mm-hmm. quite quickly, really. Yeah. And you then don't at linger the end, too long on one. Yeah. Uh, I guess. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I personally I find I that we kind do of spend editing. more time on Sakaar than we do Asgard. I personally find that kind of editing a bit obnoxious, frankly, because I like to follow one thread through, but I see why they do it, because it does build a little bit of excitement, and it means that you've got a better idea of which things are happening about the same time. And, and, it's, not, and it's nice for the juxtaposition between the, um, like, 80 synth of Sakaar and the classical ornateness of Asgard. It's, I think it's a really nice juxtaposition. Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, I see why they do it, and yeah. I don't think I would have done it differently, but there's something about that style of editing that I find a little jarring. But we are now and about to he have Lord of Thunder enter the arena against the champion. Yep, and uh, Korg seen here spelling out themes, uh, underlying themes to the audience. Mm-hmm. It seems like you had a special relationship with the hammer, and now that it is um, no longer with you, it's like you were breathing, like you've lost a loved one or a friend. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I hadn't <laughs> figured that out, Korg. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh, it's just this is a little and bit. Your hammer tossed you off. Yeah, <laughs> tossed you. Yeah. <laughs> So this is a little bit... I love Korg, and I love that he's here. The comic relief character is excellent. Mm. This is a a constant thing that happens in this movie. You have a dramatic moment that is undermined by a comedic moment, right? I have no problem with that. I don't know. I kind of want one or two uh, of the dramatic moments to just be dramatic moments. You weren't going to get that with Taka. This is what I mean. I don't know if I like this style as much as I like the style of some of the other Marvel movies I saw, which sort of let the moment be its own moment. Mm. Once or twice, fine. Okay, middle of the movie, you've got those things going. But it works when it's juxtaposed against uh, another moment in the movie, which whatever, right? I, I feel that I it's I just overdone. think it's more expectation subversion than anything with these Well, it is, but if you subvert point. expectations too often, then the, the subversion itself... Yeah, but this is a parody. This movie is a Marvel movie that's a parody of other Marvel movies. Is why I love it. Oh, you see, I wasn't getting that. I just thought it was a straight Marvel movie. It is, but it, it, it's Tucker having fun and parodying and like taking like the moments of oh, Thor's just jumped out of this. Oh well, no, we'll get that. We'll get anyway. Oh, oh, like uh, you know the bit where we meet the champion, which we'll get to shortly. Yeah, we're coming we up also, on that. We also find out that Valkyrie. We also found out that Scrapper One Four Two is a Valkyrie. Which yep. is the warrior women of Asgard, because you also find that she's also an Asgardian. Uh, which all got killed off by Hela, Hela. back before Thor and whatnot. So mm-hmm. she's, uh, so this scrapper 142, turns out she's probably a lot older than Thor too. Yep. But here, she's been around a while. Here on now referred to as Hela. I uh, know as Valkyrie. Yeah, so we're going to call her Valkyrie, Valkyrie. because that's shorter mm-hmm. and also more accurate as of this point in the story. That's who she is. Yep. Should but she... she's definitely not Thor's friend. No. She is very much her no. own free agent. And she 100% knows who that is. And she specifically sold out her former king mm-hmm. to a slaver for 10 million creds, whatever amount of money that is. Uh, who knows? It's, a, it's an amount of money. Roughly works out to about 20 million, 25 million from the last time I checked. 25 million what? Dollars. Okay, well. It's one of those things that ner- you give nerds time, they'll give you your exchange rate. I guess, yeah. Anyway, 10 million creds is mm. how much she gets for Thor. Eh, so whatever. she's now boozing it up on her um, She is, on her in a ship. big way. And Stan Lee is the best barber. 
Yay! Don't please, please, nice man. Don't cut my hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like seeing Stanley in this. It's a slightly bigger cameo than he's gotten before, which I like because he's got like a couple of lines. I think. Yeah, and, and an then of course he burns. And that's also what he says is bad. It also explains the laser burn marks in Skull's yeah. head. Again, he's a little shaky. He's now got short, spiky brown hair. Yeah, because that's what they need their uh, mm-hmm. champion beater to look like. Uh, but of course. This is not his final form. No, it's not. He's now got his um, uh, arena armor. Yeah, he does. Including the most badass version of Fall's helmet you're ever going to see. I think that's a super cool version, isn't it? I love it so much. It's streamlined, but it it harkens back to the wings. It's it's, it's in keeping with the theme of Sakaar. I genuinely, the it looks like the kind of movie is beautiful. Sakaar has this amazing sort of cyberpunk aesthetic to it, which I really like. It, I, 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 I've been saying it's like Andy Warhol did um, Mega City 1. I don't know what that is. Uh, Judge Dredd. I haven't really read any Judge Dredd. Uh, Back to the Future. Yeah, okay. Part 2. Got it. Get it? Yeah, I got it. Yeah, I was going to go sort of... Oh, Blade uh, Runner. I haven't seen Blade Runner. That's going on the freaking list. Okay. <laughs> the all oh, 28 cuts of that movie. Are <laughs> what? Oh, that thing's been re-edited and remastered so many times. Oh, wow. So that's a conversation for another time. But but uh, if you would like to vote on, uh, or if you'd like to tell us which version I should be watching. Director's Cut. Well, I mean, you have, do we not, is that just the definitive one? Most people say it's the best version. Well, if you disagree, get in touch on Twitter. And all you final, final form, final, final cut uh, advocates, you can go do one. Final Cut Advocates. The, the final, there's the Blade Runner, the final cut, which is supposed to be the definitive cut. Oh. But fuck that for a game of soldiers. Well, let's as, get on, let's, as let's, long let's, as I get to watch a guy on blades running across them, then I'm oh, pretty happy. Oh, sweetie. No, that's Blades of Glory. Oh, this isn't the one about skaters? No. Oh, what am I thinking of? Blade Runner's uh, the sci-fi action with Harrison Ford. Yeah, I really don't know what this is then. Uh, we'll get to that. Sounds good. Is. Uh, but we we want to meet. I want to meet the champion, the Incredible Hulk. I was so happy. I mean, I would have been in his gladiator stuff. He's on Sakaar and he's a gladiator. Gladiator. We got Planet Hulk. It's the best we're going to get. We're never going to get a proper Planet Hulk movie, but we got Planet Hulk. I would have been more happy if it hadn't been given away in the trailer. Yeah, but it, I'm. I have no. He's my friend from work. That Every was, trailer. He's my friend from work. All right, before you shit on that line, that was ad-libbed by a Make-A-Wish kid who visited the No, set. I love the line. I'm yeah. saying that every single... <laughs> look, Takawai, he was talking to the little kid and like she because she showed him the, fe- the, the fight, basically. Because yeah. that's what he was working on. And he was just like, why are they fighting? They're friends from work. And he goes, and he, ah, great uh, line. And he went, he went uh-uh. <laughs> get him back in the armor. <laughs> I love the line, I will say, honestly, and not just because of the story. I love the mm. line. I was making fun of how often I would have heard it in the trailers because every dang yeah, trailer but, included it, so it killed that and moment. And it's still not the funniest moment in this movie. Yeah, I agree. It's not that funny a moment, ultimately, because I ha- I saw it 40 times in every trailer before the movie, and I, I would, haven't even seen this movie. I, I was aware who the champion was going to be, mm-hmm. right? I knew going into this who the champion was going to be. I knew the second they said he had a champion, and I could tell because they're building his head on the front of the building they're bringing four into. I'd know that. Oh, is that chin. whose head that is? The, the head they're building is 
Thor is oh yeah head. so on the giant building on the big skyscraper where the grandmaster is there they've got some like giant metal like uh, it's like a statue ra- it's heads, like a mount it's like a mount rushmore on the front of the building that's right yeah heads. and they're in the and, process of making one of them and that is the hulk so, so i guess did you notice the one that down to the left no i didn't notice uh, beta ray bill sorry beta ray bill gatorade bill but you know no, marvel beta ray bill he's the other thor he has another hammer i only ever read like spider-man then all uh, right fair enough beta ray bill was thor. like an alien who was worthy of lifting molnir oh wow um but um he later is brought to asgard in front of odin and given his own hammer which is called the Stormbreaker. oh i see Mm-hmm. That's in a later movie. That anyway. is in a later movie. But um, he, they start fighting because Thor has realized that Hulk is just Hulk. There's no banner there. Loki, of course, is up in the stands and sees the, the imminent sec- danger in the this second situation. He's, the second he sees Hulk, he says, I've got to get off this planet. So, yeah, uh, turns out Loki is a huge fan of sports. Mm-hmm. When those sports involve Thor getting... Uh, I would call that getting bam bammed after the Flintstones character yeah. who would take a guy from the hand and throw him over and over across the head. He also realizes he's not as sexy as um, Natasha Romanoff. Yeah. Because he does for the sun's getting real low. Yeah. <laughs> well, it almost works, it looks like. For a second, and then, a, he, yeah. then he snaps out of it. Yeah, and then uh, Loki having... I guess this is what happened to Loki to beat him in the first Avengers movie, is that right? Mm-hmm. End yeah. of Avengers 1. End of Avengers 1. Uh, so this is the same move that Hulk does on Thor, and Loki is just super hype that this has happened to Thor as well as some sort of yeah, oh, yeah, justice yeah. or something. like. I, I love that moment. Yes, that's how it feels. I'm just a fan of the sport. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, it continues and... Um, so they have an actually epic fight yeah. where it turns out Thor, even without Hammer, is capable of standing toe-to-toe with the Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. Who is, like, super hulked out at this point. And he also gets the... He also learns to tap into his inner thunder. He does, because he has a little flashback or moment with his dad, Odin. Mm-hmm. And then his eyes glow and uh, all of the electricity... That should be breaking that little device on him and overloading the circuits in it. Well, it's uh, not broken, but that's okay because he punches Thor. He, no, Thor punches Hulk with a lightning fist. Yeah, buddy. Which is so good. Ka-clack. Ka-clack, man. It's so good. It's, I, this whole scene is my favorite fight scene in the whole movie, I think. There's only one scene that beats it for me. And we'll oh, get, we'll actually? Get Maybe. We'll talk yeah. about that. But it's a good scene. It is a very good scene. No, no, this fight scene was brilliant. Including the reactions of the Grandmaster, who's mm-hmm. promised Thor his freedom if he can beat the champion. Believing, of course, no, nobody beats the champion. It's the fucking Hulk. Of course it's the... Yeah, yeah. And then he, t- uh, yeah, uh, just as Thor, uh, Thor's about to get the upper hand, he activates the trap that is shocker, shocks him. And then um, Hulk jumps into the air and just goes barreling back down. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Grandmaster just straight up cheats to make sure that uh, Thor does not gain his victory. Perhaps seeing that uh, Thor is now going to be a big draw. Hey, if you're going up against a champion, it's another day. It's another Doug. Could I also say... That's beautiful, actually. I just got that. (laughs) Could I also say it's really nice to see a movie portraying gladiatorial combat in the actual Roman way, where it had, like, people were superstars, you know? Mm. That was cool. And the movie Gladiator from back in whatever, they were like... 
you know, oh, people are dying in here. And like, it was more like mixed martial arts with weapons Yeah, is what it was. And people lived and you could be a superstar and make a good, you know, they had branded merchandise in ancient Rome. You get that? It's super cool. So this movie, uh, this sort of whole setup of the the Contest of Champions, is that what it's called? It's called the Contest of Champions. Yeah. Yeah. So this whole thing is actually super reminiscent of legit Roman gladiatorial combat. And a plug for the mobile game. Also, sure. Yes. <laughs> you you got to put the plugs in, man. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Thor then uh, wakes up back in his cell. Well, We've... first we go back to uh, Asgard, don't oh, we? Oh, sorry. Yes. Because the people are fleeing from Hela's Legion of the Dead. Fortunately, Heimdall is Gandalf. Yes. Heimdall. Heimdall. <laughs> oh, man. If you, if you are an aspiring artist and you want to draw a picture of Heimdall for us... Send it to us because we want to see. I'm just seeing Idris Elba with um, the, the the cornrows and a long white beard. Oh, that'd be so cool. That'd be gangstar. Yeah. So if you want to send us pictures of that, if you're inspired, then please do because I want to see it. And I'm not skilled at all as an artist. And he takes him to the um, ancient halls of old Asgard. He does. Yeah. Where he's like looking after people. Yep. And now back to Sakaar again, mm-hmm. where uh, Thor and Hulk are in a really dope locker room or apartment or it's something. Thor's, it's uh, it's Hulk's room. It's, yep. the, it's the champion's um, apartment. This is it, yeah. And it's uh, just Hulk in, a, Hulk in a hot tub. Yep. And when, uh, when Thor asks him a question about where something is... He points and grunts. He points and grunts, but also sort of gets up and goes, it's over there, mm. right? Naked. Of course, because it's the Hulk. Fuck ass naked. Well, that's in my brain now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, uh. Great line. And I thought I had a hammer. Um, <laughs> he then, of course, uh, continues getting ready. He's like, he wants, doesn't want to get on the Quinjet. Well, here's the, here's the interesting thing here, because Hulk is legitimately having a great life on Sakaar. Yeah. He's, he's living the damn dream, man. He's a prize fighter. He's winning his, winning all the time. He lives in this awesome apartment. He gets all the food and drink he wants. He's got a fun social life because, as it turns mm. out, Hulk and the Valkyrie are Our super friends. good friends. Yeah. Because she recruited him and uh, said he's going to be the champion. Check him out. And he was. And they're both doing real well out of that deal. They're yeah. friends. They've got a good scene going. He's got all the food and drinks he wants. I mean, he's got a good life. So when Thor says, no, we have to go back to Earth, he says, Why? Yeah. Why would we go? Why would I go? You do what you want, man. You bad friend. Right. I mean, I'm not, I'm paraphrasing because Hulk is Hulk and he says things like Hulk stay. Yeah. Like, All right, fine. But it, it's a really interesting thing because Hulk is, I Hulk just is like smart enough. To, smart, Hulk is smart enough to know what a good life looks like. And he doesn't want to go back to earth where anytime he's around anybody, people get out the pitchforks. Yeah. But, you know? um, I love I love Hulk in this movie, and I think you, you, the CGI on how much Mark Gruffalo is in that face now—it's so good, it's so good. I mean, I and I and that's and as, as I said during our Infinity War review, I put up uh, that CGI over Thanos. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, uh, I, I definitely see what you he's, mean. He's now. even got the gray on the temples. It's just perfect. It's super cool. Yeah. yeah. But um, then, of course, the Hulk, uh, the Hulk and Thor just um, the Hulk goes off to fight for leaving Thor in his room. Thor and Hulk have a bit of an argument. Is the next yes. like point of drama, and uh, you know they throw things across the room. I would compare it to like uh, preteen brothers fighting. Yeah, you know, calling each other names, throwing stuff across. They're not really trying to hurt each other, but just like 
angrily throwing objects. Are you crazy? Yes! <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a great thing. It really shows what their relationship is like in, in a way that I don't think it came across in the rest of the MCU to this point. Well, the only the only other proper like interaction is in Avengers One, where they have a fight, and then when they're fighting together at the end, Hulk punches him. Yeah, true. <laughs> but this really comes across as these are close friends who have had a bit of a falling out, but they're not going to stop being friends. Not you know. Not at all. So I I thought that was a great. I think that's one of the best moments of characters growing as individuals and growing as a team together yeah. in the whole movie. I thought it was wonderful. Really nice to see. But then um, he asks for Hulk to get Valkyrie up to the room so they can have a conversation. Yep, so Jack Sparrow shows up. I mean, the Valkyrie. Downs a whole magnum of of whatever booze that was. Who even knows? In seconds. Okay, you've got... I want to marry this woman. She's so cool. (laughs) She's so cool, right? She like I don't know who the actor is, but man, Tessa Thompson. She, Tessa Thompson. I've not been aware of her before, but man, this is a that's so good. I know her from other things, and the one that I recommend people watch of her work if you want to see her dramatic side sure. is uh, Dear White People. Uh, okay, cool. Which is a she plays a, a college student who's um, at a university that's um, planning to throw a um, ghetto party. Tell, tell me something. It, at any point during this movie you're talking about, mm. do, is she a complete awesome badass? Because I want to see more of this person doing that. Yes, but it's more with words than fighting. I mean, also good. Yeah. I mean, like, she seems like a, I need to see more of her work. Cause, like, She's good. She's very good. I need to see more of her work because she's, she's amazing. She's very good. Every scene she's in, she steals the scene, and I love it. Well, she then convinces, uh, tries to convince her uh, Thor to join uh, Hulk, uh, Valkyrie to join her yeah, team. Yeah, Thor is, Thor is trying to put a team together. Yep. Hulk is not super into it. Nope. Valkyrie's not super into it, so the team is him so far. So he throws a ball to break the glass and hits himself in the face. Not quite yet, because first he does an unusually and uncharacteristically sneaky thing by pickpocketing the thing that controls oh, his control shot collar yeah. off of the Valkyrie. Basically, the story of Thor through these movies is Thor getting a little bit more Loki-like. But also, I wonder if it's more Natasha-like. Because he's Could been be. on a team with Black Widow. No, no. And he's seen... Slight of hand is definitely... definitely like, I that's effective. Agree. Like, he, he's the kind of guy who's going to go, listen, if it's effective, I'll use it. Mm, and he's not above misdirection. But I don't know if it's Loki-like in a way. Because Loki has a whole sort of grand strategy theme to his stuff. Yeah, but he's also thinking, I need I need to get this off my neck to get to the Quinjet. It's just like, it's a move. He's thinking tactically rather yeah. than strategically. This is why I'd compare it closer to Black Widow. Oh, no, fair enough, fair enough. Right? Tactically meaning, like, I have things I need to do to accomplish this goal. Not, I have a strategic goal in mind and I need to set objectives toward that goal and then set tactical objectives toward those. Fair enough. No, uh, okay. I agree. Strategic I objectives. Agree. So, yeah, so, some military guy listens to us. He's going to be like, no, that's not how it works. But in, in my mind, that's how it works. In my mind. In my mind. I don't even know this one. What is that from? The Phantom of the Opera. Oh, yeah. The Phantom of the Opera is Stop, here. we'll have to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> we just did the hand gesture, guys. Of course it did. He just did the hand gesture. It's obligatory. It's a visual joke on a podcast. It's a visual, visual joke, joke on, on a, a podcast. podcast. We'll get in tune and in key eventually. Never. Never. That's something we can promise. We'll always not be in key. But Thor gets out to the Quinjet after hitting himself in the face with a rubber ball. 
Yeah, and then jumping out the window. And again, Slapstick he, shouldn't work in this movie. I, I maintain it doesn't. <laughs> I love that. Eh, I don't know. It fell flat for me. I loved it. I guess I was I was coming into this expecting like a cool dramatic superhero movie with lots of action scenes, and I got something that was much closer to like a buddy comedy almost. That's why that's what I knew it was going into it. Well, see, because I was expecting something different, I guess maybe I had different expectations, and when my expectations were subverted, I was yeah. like, oh, so I don't get to experience a cool hero moment. Instead, I have like granted a quite quirky fun moment, but mm. I, I don't know. I was sort of looking forward to it and building myself up for it, and I think it has I the wasn't, right action beats. Though. I I wasn't laughing. I was sort of disappointed that the line got subverted because I was like, that would, have, that would have been so cool, though. I, I, for me, well, I knew what I was getting into because I knew the director. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, because I have no background knowledge of this except for the couple of MCU movies I've mm. seen, I, this is why it kept falling flat for me. Because mm. if, if it was clearer from the beginning that it was a parody, maybe I would have enjoyed it more, yeah. at least to a casual audience. But, the, you know. Also, wait just a goddamn second. Has he been the Hulk for two straight years? Yes, he has. Whoa! He has been the Hulk since the end, since Sokovia. Since the end of uh, Age of Ultron. Okay, that's legit crazy. Yeah, he he stayed the Hulk, took the Quinjet to space, which Tony Stark does make a remark he is capable to do that in Age of Ultron. Um, and then ends up in a portal that crash lands him on Sokar. And then I guess he just is Hulk and starts beating folks until they say, okay, maybe we get you a job instead well, of uh, trying to fight you. Well, uh, Thor's, uh, Thor makes his way down to the Quinjet, puts his hand on a thing and goes, strongest Avenger, four, four Odinson, nothing works. Damn it, Stark. Point break. <laughs> yeah. Nice point break. Uh, starts getting the ship up and running. Hulk's like, fuck this noise. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. And he, um, in his pattern about, accidentally li- puts the message of Natalie, of, of Black Widow on. Yep, which turns Hulk back into Banner, who is very close to turning back into Hulk mm. quite a lot of the time, uh, which he remarks, I am on an alien planet, I am in a situation and a place which is designed specifically to stress me out, mm. and I think that if I turn into Hulk again, I might never come back. Yeah. This is not a good place to be, dude. Help! Yeah, and he does try to get him off of the planet as quickly as possible. Yep, with the help of his seven PhDs. Yes, seven pretty huge doctors. <laughs> I need to fight an evil being. No, I'm not fighting any more beings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's great. I love that line. I love that line. For me, it's uh, when they're just starting to walk away. It's just like maybe being trapped inside of a monster for two years made me a little weird. While the like green veins <laughs> yeah. and stuff. And poor Thor is like, oh, no, stop. Stop. Yeah. Oh, my God. What do I do to avoid this? <laughs> it's OK. Sun's going down. Everything's fine. Sun's stop going down. that. It's annoying. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. So uh, <laughs> now the Grandmaster brings both Loki and the Valkyrie into his office to yell at them and chew him out. In one of the most beautiful shots in this movie. I think so. The mirrored ceiling and, oh, Tucker, I love you. If you're not impressed by that, then there's not much that's going to impress you in cinema. You may as well stop now. Yeah, that's That's a beautiful, beautiful. uh, So good. I don't even care if it's green screened at a certain point. It's just beautiful. Mm. No, it is such a great shot. Part of me wants to think that they actually lined the floor with mirrors. I think they did. I mean, I kind of want that in my life. Tucker, he's one of those people that would wouldn't but it wouldn't faze me that he would do something this like is that. it i wonder but it's anyway why you get these indie guys this is it right 
Mm-hmm. Is he really indie anymore? I don't know. This is his first major, I'd oh, say. Really? His first. The other two were independent movies, oh, really. Okay. Uh, maybe Hunt for the Wild People had a bit more of a budget with Sam, ne- Sam Neill in the cast, but... To be honest with you, uh, this is his first like first like big US budget movie. Yeah, I guess you talk about him so positively and so often. I, I guess I I just assumed that he, he is my new guy. favorite director. Oh, cool! Like as in like new uh, new to directing. Okay, all time favorite is still Kevin Smith. I you, it's you know it's not come up before. No, nope, never does. No. Do you know Dance from the North? I I've been told things. Yeah, I've been I've told things. I don't believe it. I've heard through the grapevine. Oh, stop singing songs. They really will sue us. Uh, all right, let's get through this. Rosebud, Rosebud was the sled. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're about to spoil some movies from 1956, yes. so brace yourself. So Jack Sparrow has a change of heart and decides to join the team. Only after Loki re- makes her revisit the Valkyrie fight. Ooh, yes. That is... Let's start with Loki has this ability. He can touch people's foreheads and make them relive things. Mm. She relives what I think is the most... is pretty goddamn metal. Yeah. Valkyrie. The Valkyries on flying horses going down towards Hella Hella just throwing all the swords. She is like throwing a cone of death. Yeah. And spikes and oh my god so uh, what this looks like is every single frame of this sequence is its own heavy metal album cover oh yeah right 100 percent. even when the shadow goes over the fallen bodies oh yeah look everything about this is i i on my second watch through i may or may not have just rewound this a couple of times and slow mode it and been like oh yes this is something when the clip was on youtube i watched it on a loop Ooh, it's so good i kind of just want that moving image on a screen on my wall I, I, mm-hmm. this is a director who knows this is painterly yeah. it really is it's somewhere between heavy metal album cover and renaissance painting yeah this is it's beautiful i love it which, but that is the spark that makes Valkyrie realize that she might be better off going back to Asgard and helping destroy Hela. So this is the turning point in her character where she sort of, she's made to remember, this is what I used to be. This is what I cared about. But also, mm-hmm. fuck that bitch. Yep. Seriously. Thor, then, Thor, while this is going on, is um, channeling Heimdall to find out what the status of Asgard is. Yep, evidently Heimdall is... Uh, He's all, he can see everything in the universe. And he can also cause other people to see him, which sees everything in the universe. Yeah, lend because he asks Heimdall to lend him his eyes. I did not know Heimdall could do that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Heimdall is now one of the Watchers. Yep. Cool. Wait, is he actually... No, he's, um, he's, like, got his... He's been given the gift by Odin to be all-seeing, so... Okay. But it means he can... Um- but, only other thing I can think of in the Marvel Universe that can do that is the Watchers. Yeah, he's got Watcher-like powers, but he's not a Watcher. Oh, okay, cool. It's just like, basically, um, Odin made his own Watcher yeah. in, in Heimdall. So anyways, while uh, the Valkyrie is trying to convince the team to take her on board, uh, mm-hmm. she has a peace offering. Yep. Turns out it's Loki. Surprise. It's always Loki. Always turns out it's Loki. And they figure, well, we could take a ship through the safe passage, which will take us 18 months. Not an option. They have to go through and the dangerous, possibly, and possibly, fast way. And possibly go, stop on Xandar. Yeah, nice, they could, nice Guardians reference there. It is, oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. One way or another, uh, they have to go through the fast and dangerous route rather than the slow and safe routes to get to Asgard because they don't really have a lot of time. The devil's anus. <laughs> 
<laughs> he didn't know it was called that before he chose it. Yeah. Just saying, right? So, turns out they can't use the ship they have because it's just not up to spec for that kind of wormhole. Nope. Just doesn't. It's they a, need it, can't. the Grandmaster's cruiser. Yeah, it's that or one other ship, which is like a big freighter or something, yeah. are the two on planet that could actually make the journey. Uh, both belong to the Grandmaster. Fortunately, uh, Loki has the stuff to that. The keys to that. Just so happens. It's Loki. Listen, he's been there long enough pumping for information. I believe it. But he realizes, uh, Thor they, realizes he's going to need a distraction. But also they realize they need a ship with quantum whatever it is. And mm. Thor evidently knows about quantum spaceship stuff now, which I guess is true because he's I, been around spaceships. For I think a bit. it's the standard like it, he it's like, you know, what you know, a motor engine is in a car. I guess. Yeah. In that universe, yeah. I guess it's like eh, it's, it's probably like uh, something I've driven before. But I quite like the Valkyrie's line. We need a ship with cup holders, too, because we're going to die. So drinks. Drinks. <laughs> <laughs> I love this I character. I feel like I know you. I feel like I know you too. I love weird. this character. I love this character. Valkyrie I love how she plays it. I, could we just have a movie about her, please? Because, man, I want it. Oh, I want the prequel movie with the Valkyries and Hela. Right? I just want... I don't even care what it is. Put yeah. her on Earth, like, serving coffees to ungrateful people. I don't care. Put this character in there, played by <laughs> this actor, and, man. Yeah. Right? Like, I am in love with this character and everything about it. That's the best thing about this movie. So, Thor decides to send Valkyrie down to the room, the freaky circle. Yep. To the freaky circle uh, to start a revolution with Korg. Yeah, the revolution has begun. Out of character line from him. And as an audio guy, I'm like, it sounds recorded in a different place almost. Little bit, but I, I can forgive it. I can forgive it, it's fine, but it sounds more distant than whatever else. So I'm listening any- to it going, the recorder should have known, frankly, but eh. I think it might have been, it's one of those things where they've, they've re-recorded it for sound bites and thought that it was a be- slightly better take and just used a different one. Maybe, maybe. But uh, that, anyway, that's, for Korg being like the, he should have said something like, yeah, all right then. <laughs> like, that's his character. He shouldn't have said, the revolution begins. Like, that's not his line. It wasn't like, it was, like he, that, it was more like, he's, he's more startled that it's happening. He's like, the revolution's begun. <laughs> That wasn't my read of it. It was just like, the revolution has begun. He's excited. Uh, And I'm like, his his, his stone eyes open up. Yeah, I get it. But again, it's, I I think it would be funnier as a comedy. That's when you want the comedy moment where Mm. he goes, oh, sweet. Well, we just had that because we were him and me. He's like, is that plasma coming out of the bottom of you? Just like waste or eggs? Looks like eggs. Is that some kind of uh, protoplasm? Yeah. Bonus comedy points for separating the two syllables in protoplasm beautiful i mean whoever's doing the the part of korg is amazing just comedy would you like timing. To, would you like to know who is korg? is it actually one of the concords no if it's okay who is it it's takawaihiti is it really he is korg no way it's his impression of a new zealand bouncer amazing and he did the mocap for korg and serta okay yeah i like this guy now he's <laughs> he might now also be turning into my favorite director because man this guy sounds cool he is let's invite him down through the show I would love to. I Taka, would happily have Taka on the show. Taka, if you're listening, we'll have a t-shirt. Yes. Especially that one you wore for your pop vinyl, because it's awesome. I don't even know what that is. The, you know the little figures? Oh, yeah. those. He's got, 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 got his own pop vinyl coming out. Oh, cool. Yeah, we talked about that as the... That, was that our weird thing of the week last week? No, though? it was the potential weird thing on the last show. That's right. Potential weird thing. Yeah, Carl, you know what I think is weird? Dogs. Thor outthinking Loki. 
This is what I was talking about. Yeah. Is that he knew that the tr- he's been around him so much that he knew a trick was coming. He knows what's up now. Yeah. Right? And he's not letting himself entirely trust his if, brother. Because you were looking for that tender moment or a more serious moment. I think them two in the lift where four reveals that he's he's not pra- he's he loves him. He's yeah. his brother. He will always love him. He just knows that he can be more than what he is. I think a better moment comes up later. Oh, them in the yeah, uh, yeah. That is, but I think you need that moment to get to that. It, moment. This set up. This yeah. sets up the big one because yeah. I was also in this moment going, "No, this is the part where Loki betrays him." Yeah, like come on, this is the part where Loki betrays him, and then this is because I've seen a couple of the other movies where Loki appears, and I know that's who he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is if it's going to happen, it's going to happen here, of course, and it does because he goes and tries to raise the alarm, but Thor. Hmm has already placed one of those little uh, shock collar things on his back. Immobilizer. Immobilizer by sort of going, slapping on his back in a friendly, brotherly way. Mm-hmm. And when he gets double-crossed, he presses the button, throws the thing to the side and goes, well, enjoy. <laughs> and leaves him to seize, uh, to have like an awful seizure there, presumably forever or until he dies. Yeah. That's a pretty cruel thing to do to anybody, man. He won't die. Thousands of years. I guess. Ugh, still. I think it just, again, it's a mobilizer. I think it just it shocks you to the point you can't move. It's a taser, man. He's a god. I guess. Still, it's going to hurt. And adopted. It's going to hurt like hell. He's an ice giant, man. <laughs> adopted. Yeah. I keep forgetting he's an ice giant. He is, yeah. He's not very giant. No. He, well, he was a runt. Yeah. He was, he was cast out on a rock. It's brought up a bit. So yeah, but, uh, a, an awesome spaceship chase through an awesome cyberpunk oh, skyline yes. ensues. This is so good. The, the, uh, this chase scene is bray. All the all the rival ship are just one primary like color. Yeah. Well, you, the Grandmaster calls to arms the entire city or yeah, planet to the or skies, they get are. Me back my cam- champion. Yeah, and I think everybody on the planet knows Grandmaster wants something. Therefore, there's money to be made. So let's go. Chiching dala dala. But, um, sorry, cha-ching, credit, credit. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they all chattling down, and then, of course, um, there's like, where's the weapons on the ship? It's it's, it's a part, it's a leisure vessel. It doesn't have... Um, it's like you're you're on a yacht, dude. Like, Yeah. It doesn't have weapons. Master only uses it for parties and orgies. Did she just say orgies? <laughs> yeah, don't touch anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jackson Pollock painting. Um... <laughs> Well, I, I like the delivery again from Valkyrie. It's just like, it's a pleasure vessel. He uses it for parties, orgies, that, that yeah. sort of thing. Like a normal, like what else would you do on a on a yacht, right? Yeah. You're like, is that what people do on a yacht? Oh, all right. I'm not Most re- of the yachts I, I've been on. I've led an interesting life. You have. Uh, but I was, was going to wait for you to explain that one, but that's okay. That's not for this show. No, it's uh, not. But um, we also get the kind of the inclination between possibly a four and Valkyrie relationship when they go out to destroy the ships together. Minimum, minimum sort of camaraderie, but yeah, like there's there's something going on. They're at least accepting of each other there's now. A, there's a bit. There's a bit of flirting. No bit of flirting. Maybe I don't know if it's flirting or friendliness at this point. Asgardian floating, they're beating up stuff together. I guess that's true, yeah. And then when they land, jump back on the ship together and that, that they're close and it's kind of like the... That was a lovely little sort of... It's a half a second, but it doesn't need to be longer. Mm-mm, it's beautiful, awesome. right? And of course, Banner has to fly the ship using his seven PhDs. Yep. None, None of them are for flying an alien spaceship. I wasn't even aware you could get a PhD in flying an alien spaceship. Well, you can, get, you can take a PhD in Batman now, so... Spoilers for next week. What? I'll get. Oh, I'm saving that for next week. Oh man, <laughs> I don't think you can now. 
I think um, you just mentioned there's it a college on a course, show. There's a, show, there's a college in America offering a course on the history and the uh, psychology of Batman. Oh, my God. I know. Why am I not taking this course? I mean, I feel like you should be teaching this course, right? Taking it. I could. Good Lord. Maybe we need to pitch this to some unis over here. Happily. So uh, the awesome spaceship scene is going on, and while that's happening, the mm. revolution has made its way up to where Loki is to find themselves this giant freighter that is incidentally the second ship on the planet that can go through the Devil's Anus. It's, I, I believe it's called the MacGuffin. It, the ship is called the MacGuffin? <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, it's a bit of a MacGuffin, but yeah. who cares? It's like it, you're in a giant like warehouse city or something. And yeah, you could find a big old cargo. No, freighter. no, no. I completely, I can. I just like, I just like the term MacGuffin. It's uh, a great thing. But, but yeah, there's there's a little you know Deus Ex spaceship going on yeah. here. You know, but uh, Korg being Korg. You all right, mate? We're yeah. we're about to jump on that spaceship. You want to come with us? You do seem like you're in desperate need of leadership. Thank you. <laughs> God, this is so good. I love Korg. I just want him to be my mate, you know? I think that's the point. Yeah, he's everyone's mate. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's To be fair, most New Zealand people are very like, yeah, you're right, man. Uh, the ones I've met have certainly been no, very most, amenable. Lovely, lovely people. So back to Asgard. Asgard. Yeah. Ass, whatever, ass place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what the Grandmaster calls it. Yeah. Asberg. Asberg. <laughs> now you make their way through the devil's anus. Yeah. And Hela is ready to receive. Yeah, but uh, the executioner here, Skull? Scourge. Scourge. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I feel for this guy, actually, he's at just this about point. To, he's been forced to execute. He's being forced to be an executioner or, like, he, he knows he can't fight Hela, right? Mm. I feel for this guy because he's being forced to execute innocent people, his mm. own people. And, yeah, he's, he's always a bit of a dick, but he's not, like, he's not evil, to paraphrase from um, from Guardians of the Galaxy, he he's he's an, he knows he's an asshole, but he's not a hundred percent a dick. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, one way or another, he's clearly conflicted about this because he looks like you know I would fight, but how the hell do I fight something that is this power? I can't. Yeah. I can't. All I'm gonna do is die. So like, I I have choices like do what she says or die right now. And this person in front of me still dies. Mm -hmm. So he's in an untenable position and he's being forced to just execute the random person. And he has that moment of this is, uh, I I can't do anything else. He has no choice, but a man comes out of the crowd and says, no, wait, stop. And Mm. because she needs to know where the sword has gone, that what controls the Bifrost. Yes. Which Heimdall has taken because Heimdall, fortunately, is, is a, a ninja. ninja. So he's taken that and he's now back into the fortified of Asgard. Well, first of all, uh, the people are in danger and need to evacuate yeah. not just the planet, but the entire realm of Asgard. Fortunately, mm. Heimdall is Aragorn, leading them away oh, yeah, from to, the past. Uh, down moving, the, them the ba- moving them down to the Bright Forest. This yeah. is a callback to the March to Helm's Deep. Come on. Yeah. It's a callback to the March to Helm's Deep. Look at the... Come on. Yeah, I agree with you. Right? But... It's. I love these little things. Because, I mean, the, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, a lot of this looks like it was shot in New Zealand. Uh, or New Zealand no. analog. Oh, no, the director's new, new from New That's Zealand, what I'm saying. But... Is he... None of this was shot over there? Because no, there's some very New Zealand-looking scenery. A lot of it's CGI and sets. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. They've got very good at making not New Zealand outside of New Zealand. They've got a lot of footage. I mean, Jackman filmed a lot of stuff. Jackman? Oh, I was Peter Jackman. 
Peter Jackson. Jackson. Sorry, why is that Jackman? Because Wolverine evidently filmed a lot of films. Oh, huge in- Jackman. <laughs> huge Jackman. He just, uh, you know, huge Jackman related to Hugh, but instead of claws for hands, yeah. he's got cameras for hands. He is a camera. Oh, my God. It's beautiful. Uh, got bitten by a radioactive camera, and now all he can do is make movies. Ah, don't worry. His powers will develop. <laughs> Doc Torb. Doc Torb. There you go. Oh my God. We even we knocked the mics, and I don't care. We're keeping yeah. it. <laughs> so good. Oh man. All right. So, so yeah, they they have to get over the bridge. But then they have to get to the bridge. But then they get flanked because in front of them is Fenrir. Fenrir, the Dreadhound of Asgard. Yep. Hella's puppy. Big puppy. Big puppy. And seeing this, they go, well, we got to find another way. We're not going to fight the giant, you know, the god killer dog with a bunch of refugees. We have to go back. But behind them Hmm. are the undead armies of Hela. Yes. They're not in a good spot. No. Rock and hard place. Yep. If only they had someone with them who can literally see everything at all times, because unfortunately, Heimdall is not Heimdall. Yeah. Yeah, that that's a, that's one of the only glaring hot potholes in if this movie. If only you had someone, maybe someone who could see it coming. Uh, he can't see the future. You can he can see, see where, what's, where, where he can't see are. the giant shambling army that don't move so fast when he, he marching to, toward the bridge at the same time as they are. He has to he has to focus on specific people. He wants to see what specific people are doing. Otherwise, he's just seeing the entire How about Fenrir? universe. How about Fenrir? Can he do that one? Because he could see Fenrir just sort of hanging out over there. And we don't know if he can see the dead. I don't know if he can see the dead. That's a fair point. But it also gives you, gives you a chance for Thor to come down and make an entrance. That's true. And then... And then also Hulk to make an entrance. Hulk to make an entrance. Yeah. Because he, though he's now afraid of, he might just never transform back. Mm. Yeah. After diving and hitting the Bifrost. Yeah. Again, that's one of those, like, if this were one of two or three of these moments, I would have been like, that's beautiful. But because I'm now expecting subversion, I'm like, he's not going to turn into it on time, is he? So I was not, I was not, I was expecting that thing and I was just like, eh, whatever. But it had a nice glass thunk to it as well, which was nice. Oh, I I appreciate the sound effect. Yeah. Totally. The sound work on this film generally, I'm very impressed with. I love this. And then when Fenrir is about to go towards Heimdall, um, he's flipped away by the Hulk. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty great. Pretty great. Just grabs him by the tail and mm. throws him. And then they fight in the ocean, which is kind of awesome. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but while this is all happening, Maleficent uh, takes Thor's eye out while monologuing. Yeah. The, you can't roll Asgard. You're just the... You're just the worst. Worst. <laughs> just the worst. <laughs> like, it's, uh, it's almost more insulting than anything he could have said, right? Like, he didn't say, you are swine, you're not fit to rule. You None of that stuff. He just says, you're awful. Like, why? Because he spent a lot of time on Earth and around humans. I think he's just picking up the slang. I think he's just sp- picking up Tony Stark stuff to say. Yeah. I think that's it. There's a little snarkiness. Starkiness, sorry. And Both, snarkiness. I feel like they're the same word. Yeah, a bit of starkiness in it. But that's cool. It's to, it's to be I expected. Love it. I love it. Yeah. Like, it, uh, this is the sort of more subtle character development that i'm seeing through these movies now where Mm. you see maybe the actors themselves are picking up little bits of how each other talks maybe the characters are deliberately sort of picking up well thor might have you know it's been year he's known tony stark now for 10 years or something 
He might Baba. pick up. Yes, yeah, these six, seven years, and they all tra- and they all travel together during Avengers one and two, taking down Hydra bases. Yeah, so they, it's natural that they'll start t- picking up each other's vocal tics or uh, ways of saying things, phrasing. Yeah. I, I think that's a great detail. If it's uh, you know, if it, if it's deliberate, that's even better. But why is he the god of again? <laughs> hammers, maybe I don't know. Are you for god of hammers? Yeah, so Anthony we are there. Hopkins actually, Hopkins is always a win. Seriously, but Anthony Hopkins, yeah, it reveals to him obviously the power's always been inside him. I think this is just the fact that that it's kind of like with like the hammer was holding him back. Almost. Well, I mean, the idea of the hammer was yeah. the hammer itself was helping him focus his powers. Yeah, but he started to rely on the hammer rather than relying on his own innate strength. He mm. thought that the reason he was big and badass and awesome was that he had this hammer that made him big and badass and awesome. And as you say, Odin has this lovely line, mm-hmm. are you Thor, god of hammers? Yeah. The hammer is a tool. It's You are the thing that uses it. You are the important thing, and you're the one what throws the lightning at folks. Yep. And... After an amazing eruption from the sky and jumping out to the bridge, where we're introduced back into yeah. Immigrant Song and the most beautiful set piece in this movie, if you ask my opinion. It was pretty good. It, it was, was pretty just good. wailing on shit. I, I watched that and I was like, I'm pretty sure that uh, I have built that character in Path of Exile. Oh, we, I did miss a bit. Um, Loki turns up. Oh, yeah. Uh, Turns out it's Loki. Korg and the boys turn up. Yeah, because now they can't get to the Bifrost, and Mm. they're stuck fighting stuff on their back and to their front, and yeah, Fenrir's being tied up okay, but they still can't get to the Bifrost with the sword. But this big freighter that Loki picked up, they Mm. show up with it. Your savior is here. It's weird that that's the moment they chose to play straight, (laughs) right? So, no joke there, Loki is the hero he brings the ship and everybody who is part of the revolution on sakar uh they seem to have followed them through the devil's anus because this was the other ship that was capable of doing it yep and they decided to go uh to asgard hey man we're about to jump on a spaceship you want to come with cool (laughs) pretty good it's pretty good and then immigrant song yeah and all the introductions and it's valkyrie joining the fight well, Valkyrie now with armor, yeah, who has the, sort of reclaimed her old identity and and a dragon fang. Oh God, super cool sword, mm. super cool sword. I kind of want a replica of that, but they're probably extremely expensive. How good of a replica and battle ready or not? Uh, awesome and yes, awesome and battle ready. Four fifty, five hundred. Uh, we'll talk. We're on the bridge, so we also get introduced to Valkyrie in her armor, and from it's my birthday. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so good. And Thor just throwing Fenrir off a waterfall. All of this is just a great, big, chaotic action scene. And yeah. we get uh, Skulder. What's his name again? Serta. Serta. No. No, no. Full real. No, the dude with the, with the rifles. And oh, whatnot. Scourge. Scourge. Scourge jumps off with, these, with the M16s. Yeah. So he. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is a bit of a trope. This is Trope Watch. Yeah. Welcome to Trope Watch. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Trope Watch. So Trope Watch, we're going to be seeing the formerly villainous character redeemed through self-sacrifice. Of course. So he jumps out and has one of those moments from probably a World War II movie or something. <laughs> you know what that is? That's uh, yeah. Rambo. 
Yeah, he's just Rambo now with Dez and Troy. Because they destroy. Dez, Troy. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Which he picked up in Texas. Texas. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing. So yeah, I thought that was a great moment for him because that shows the real arc of him after he's ashamed of um, it. He's, he's ashamed of how he had to behave to survive under Hela and figures, well, you know, well, there's fighting to be done and I can do it. Let's go. Well, it's potentially because um, he's going to be part of the As Guardians of the Galaxy, which is a new Marvel comic book that's coming. As out. Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah, I like it. It's got. Um, I, I'll bring. I would, I, the team's going to be like uh, Valkyrie, Scourge, Throg, Throg, the Frog Four. Are you telling me? There's the, a frog with the power with, with a small little hammer and the four outfit. Yeah. Like he's not like a man-sized frog. He's no, he's a little frog. He's a tiny with, frog with the, who possesses a, mi- a mini Mjolnir. Wow. Yeah. Throg. I, I did not know I needed that in my life. Oh yeah, Carl. Yeah, there's the Avenge pets. There's the all guy. It's amazing. Throg. Comics are weird. I know. Comics are weird. I love and I it. Love it. It's so good. I, I hope it's good. I'm going to read him. But, um, but we'll get back to this fight because Thor realizes that she, he's not strong enough to beat Hela, but Scourge destroying Asgard will destroy her power. Well, this is it. This is the turning point. This is the twist saying the, the aim was never to prevent Ragnarok because Ragnarok doesn't destroy like the entire universe. It destroys no. Asgard. So the only thing that we know of that can beat Hela and we're not even sure it can beat Hela if we do it too late, mm. is the literal end of the world. Yeah. So they bring but, about the entire end of the world. They throw Scourge's crown into the eternal flame. Scourge's Resi- crown. Sorry, Surtur's crown into the eternal flame, resurrecting him and him now destroying Asgard. Whilst Hela and Thor are talking about it on the bridge, you see in the background that Thor has noticed the big guy and jumps yeah i love the fact that they actually show him in the back of the scene well not before not before Uh, we've been jumping around a lot for this last one but uh, the pretty much everything is happening all at once if it sounds chaotic it's it's very it is it's very very fast-paced in the finale unbelievably last last 25 minutes i'm having i'm having difficulty summarizing what happens really is uh thor has a vision of his father again and has this lovely moment with his father he's told that asgard is the people not the place which makes him realize that sert is the way to die this is it this is his turning point to say we have to give up our land and become whatever so we have to now uh, we have to now take the 12 tribes of Asgard mm-hmm. and uh, go wandering through space for 40 years. Yep. That's what we have to do now. Mm-hmm. There's a, I, I, I'm making fun, but I feel like that's a, there's a lot of applicability to classic, classic stories there. Yeah. Where it's the, it's a refugee story. It's a looking for a home story. It's a, it's an escaping danger story. It's and super sets, cool. And it can set up another great trilogy of Thor movies. Unbelievably cool. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. So That's after all of this goes down, they summon Surtur, and uh, they send Loki to do this. Fortunately, they've kept the crown of Surtur in the same room as the Eternal Flame, what needs one to go into the other, for, uh, for what for bringing about the end of the universe, Yep, which and they decide to do. On his way, though, Loki spots the Tesseract and says, ooh, I'll have that. I had fun with that last time. Yeah, he did. <laughs> so 
he presumably picks it up. It's not shown, but come on, it's, he picked yeah, yeah, it up, yeah. right? It's an infinity stone, and he knows it. Mm-hmm. So he does that. They bring about the end of the universe, and they all escape onto the ship while Hela is destroyed in unbelievably cool fashion by Surtur. Surtur, unfortunately, gets punched by Hulk, who is like, it's a monster. This Big is what monster. I do. This is what I do, guys. What do you mean? And Thor is there like, oh, oh, no, Hulk might actually do it. Yeah. Hulk might actually be badass enough uh, to beat Surtur. Oh, no. It. Fortunately, that doesn't happen. And uh, Asgard is successfully destroyed. You know that thing they were trying to prevent all movie? They oh, just had to cause all, it in order get, to prevent it. They all get onto the freighter as well and they escape. Yeah, but yeah. they all had to cause the thing that they were setting up as the bad thing in the movie in order to avoid the bad a thing in the movie from happening. A throwaway line in the opening scene of this movie was the ending. It was. Yeah. <laughs> what was the line, Carl? Um, uh, that the I will rise on Ragnarok and I will rise and bring about Ragnarok and the destroyer of Asgard. He knows it. It's prophesied. Yeah. But yeah, he was going to destroy the destroyer of Asgard. Mm. which he did and then also was the destroyer there's there's some themes and some recursive stuff going on here but because of the revelation that a people are not the land they reside on a people Mm. are the people themselves that's the important part we can be asgard somewhere else we can found a new asgard which then like it it brings in potential shades of the american story the early american settlement story that's kind of cool and also, New Asgard is part is it, their New Asgard is on Earth. It was part of the siege storyline. Oh, is it? So yeah. they're actually going to Norway. So that's what um, it was based. Uh, it was it was a uh, it was an Amer- It was uh, I believe it was in Colorado in the comics. But yeah, Norway. Well, they're Norway. sort of setting up Norway. Norway would make one. more sense for the movies. This is they're sort of setting that up as home. They mentioned Norway as home more than once, as in like the home of their people. Mm. So part of me wonders if they go back. I think and there's now lovely. a problem with like. Well, the local population is having trouble accepting us now because, like, I wonder if they do the refugee story properly. Well, I, I, I'd love I, to see it. I'll wait. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait and see what they do with it. I'd Obviously, love to see. We got it. Avengers to get out of the way first. True, and that's gonna be great. That's gonna be awesome. And we have, and we won't get the announced slate of Marvel movies in, if four is coming back until next next year's Comic Con. Mm-hmm. But to finish off the summation of the movie, the the entirety of Asgard successfully gets on the ship and goes into exile away from their planet just as it's being destroyed. Mm. And Thor sits on the captain's chair of this giant freighter, which is now his throne. And mm-hmm. I think it's a nice detail where he looks a little uncomfortable sitting in the chair. Like he's, well, he takes a second to settle himself. With the half cape and the patch and the short hair. Yeah, he's lost his eye. He And the missing eye in the fight eye, with Hela. Same eye as me. Um, same eye as Odin, I think, as well. The right yeah. eye. Yeah, the right eye. Yep. Uh, but um, he he looks like a warrior king. I think what's... I got the impression that he looks like a warrior king, but he sits in his chair, like, uncomfortably. Yeah. Like, he, he doesn't sit down confidently and go, like... He, he's not Captain that's, Picard yet. That's why he does that, that, like, little wave back to his people and asks Meek where where they're heading off to. Yeah. I mean, he's like... Meek's just, been dead for a while. It's okay. He's alive. He's alive, guys. Mix alive. Yeah. What was your question, bro? <laughs> the, yeah, they're, so they're there. It's a it's a wonderful little moment. But I liked the detail. I liked two details on this. First, mm. you can see the 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 pleasure craft ship that they were taking around. You can mm. see that on the top of the big freighter yeah. as they're going away from screen. But as I say, uh, Thor looks a little uncomfortable in the seat of power mm-hmm. because he's never sought this. He's a reluctant king. He's never wanted to be ruler. 
Yeah, and uh, I think that comes up later in Infinity War because I've seen that. Mm-hmm. That comes up a little bit because he feels super guilty because he's like, I didn't want it. Maybe I didn't try hard enough. That's sort of his thinking almost. Yeah. Brings and- us to the post credits where we survived. Yay. Oh, no, Thanos. Yep. That's the and the second one, which is Jeff Goldblum Goldblooming it up. There was a second one. Yeah. Oh no, there's never a second one. Yeah, there's always a second one. Uh, is it's there Jeff no Go- second one? The, I didn't see the second one. Oh uh, no, Jeff what's the Gold, second one? Jeff Goldblum, um, the Grandmaster is caught by the Revolution. So he's, and he just comes out and he goes, "Well, you can't have an oppression without someone to overthrow. So um, let's just call this a draw." <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah. That's brilliant. You know, pat on the back for me. I did not. I'm. Yeah. You, you got to tell me how many of these are from that. I, th- I thought there was I will only, I should have told you. I usually do. I only. I never thought there was more than one. I keep mm-hmm. leaving the theater. Guardians after. of the Galaxy had five. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 had five post credit sequences. Yeah, but I was warned about that one. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. That was my fault. Is There was two. Yeah, it's not your fault. Don't worry about it. But you got to let me know in future, man, because I missed that. That looks fun. I'll have to get back and watch that. Because that, that is a post post credit scene, as in it's like right at the end. Yeah, normally I sit through the credits, but I was just watching at home and I had stuff to do. So mm. I'm not sure the link I had said had full credits on, so you might not have been on the one I sent you. You mean the DVD you had me legally watch? Yes, that one. Got it. <laughs> so, to wrap up, I really enjoyed this movie. I, I think I've, I've made that very perfectly clear. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you, you even leading up to this, you seemed very excited for me to watch it. Yeah, Ragnarok is the... the I think is the best of this phase of Marvel movies, phase three, I, uh, even over Infinity War. Over Infinity War? For me, personally, because mm. this is what I, I... I love the super seriousness. I love Civil War. I loved Infinity War. I, I love the war. Not the war. Um, I love, like, the more serious Marvel movies that we get, like Doctor Strange and stuff like that, but... With these movies like Ant-Man and Guardians and Thor, it's more like Hyde. It's more focused on the jokes and the levity. And that's what I love about comics is they're not supposed to be serious. So even in the middle of these big epic stories, there's like, you know, the beard bro high five between Strange and uh, Iron Man and stuff like that. Spider-Man throwing out quips. Those are what I enjoy. Did you enjoy the movie, sir? I did, yeah. Overall, I think I had a really good time watching it. Mm-hmm. I really did. I, I was disappointed I didn't have as many places to make jokes that were better than the jokes they made, because that's been a theme for the last two episodes. Where I, I had... think we might go away from humor for your next one. Oh, yeah? Um, uh, don't worry about it. We'll, we'll mention it on the next show. But it's, mm-hmm. yeah, I enjoyed it. I think I was expecting the super serious Marvel movie, because that's the ones that I've seen. I haven't seen Ant-Man. I haven't seen... Uh, I saw Guardians, but I haven't seen Guardians 2. And in Guardians 1, I was expecting a comedy. In this, I was expecting something similar to the other Thor movies. And I think having gone in with that expectation, it colored my experience somewhat. Yeah, I should have warned you a little bit on that front, but it's also I wanted your initial... Un- well, the whole point of this is yeah. I go in fresh or as fresh as I can yeah. be, given but- it was last year and given that I've seen a bunch of stuff, given I saw the trailer in everywhere mm. for the months before that movie came out. Uh, release day, midnight screening. I've uh, set granted Ant-Man and the Wasp no Infinity Wars the only one that I didn't go on release weekend but that's because I was broke and they released it in the middle of the month for some bizarre reason one way or another I enjoyed it but I think because I wasn't expecting a comedy I was like I was really hoping for those big heroic moments and I didn't get that many of them there was a few there were a few at the end but this was more about taking care of Thor's continuity going forward 
Yeah, I get that. I, I think that it's the fact that I kind of, I like the seriousness about the movies and I just was not, I haven't seen Ant-Man as I say. Uh, mm-hmm. So the only sort of comedy one that I've seen is Guardians. Is Guardians one, and I, well, I guess Gar- Guardians one and Deadpool, if that's part of the community. community? Uh, no, two is not a part. Of, two will be one if the Fox acquisition goes the way they want it to. But as it stands, no, that's part of the X Men Marvel universe. Well, whatever. It's like both Deadpool's, right? I saw those and I was expecting mm. something funny because I know Deadpool. I saw Guardians and I was expecting somebody something funny because I know Guardians. Going into Thor, I guess I wasn't expecting comedy from a Thor movie. But I think it was the best thing for Thor. This I disagree. For, I didn't, for, for it, me, this is the best of the trilogy. It fell super flat for me. I preferred one. I preferred Thor one. Didn't like Dark World that much. No one likes Dark World. That's okay. Whatever. Maybe I'm, I'm a huge Doctor Who, Who fan and the Ninth Doctor's the bad guy and I still don't like it. Uh, that, well, listen, I mean, this, as I say, my impression was I liked it. I thought it was a fun movie. It was definitely not what I was expecting. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was all right. But I, it, it's not like my favorite favorite. But my friend Lee, Lee, who I used to work with at my current job, um, she actually, when she was at uni at Greenwich, she was, um, they actually were part, the film department were part of the set for a couple oh, no of days. Way. So they actually got to work on the set. That's awesome. Yeah. But um, overall, I think this was a re- I'm glad you watched this and I'm glad mm. you enjoyed it. Do you have any other questions for me? Because prod me with some questions, man. Uh, favorite character? Stupid question. Oh, favorite character, the, the Valkyrie, man. You're right, really? The Valkyrie is like my standout, crazy, awesome character mm-hmm. in that movie. Jeff Goldblum generally is like, what I thought he worked well for what he was. Goldblum's Goldblum. It, it was really an interesting sort of take on a villain who is just this, this executive producer who would quite innocently be like, yeah. oh, yeah, well, listen, that's great. Fire him. Okay, thanks. Bye. Yeah. Very gentle villain, which is a weird thing to say. It was interesting. I don't know if I liked yeah, the for, character. For a tertiary villain, it was... It was all right. Was, I, bring him, bring him back from. Oh yeah. Stuff. Oh no, he's confirmed. To be, him and like certain characters are confirmed. Tessa Thompson's confirmed to be coming back as well. Oh, awesome. Listen, Valkyrie is so cool. Like I loved her character. She. I expected to be in Avengers Four. I wanted to be in everything. I, I was, I'm on record now on this episode saying I wanted. I want just a movie about her. Dear white people, you will thank me. Well, yeah, maybe, but like, I like a Marvel movie about her as well. I want to see that. Uh. That has this did this explain certain things you weren't sure about in Infinity War? I wasn't really unsure about anything in Infinity War. I guess like why were they on the ship in the first scene in Infinity War? I was yeah. a little that's fine. I now understand why they're on the ship. But again, it's comic book stuff, so I'm like, oh, they're on a spaceship. That's fine. Okay. No. That's... Why is he missing an eye? Oh, okay. I guess Hela took it out. Mm. It wasn't a big thing. They were just in a fight, and she makes a quip about seeing something, and yeah. then splashes his eye out, and goes, ooh. I got blood on my weapon. Yeah. Right? Mate, I saw, um, mate, I saw um, Infinity War with tapped me on the shoulder and we went flashbacks and was like, no. Well, I mean, now I'm thinking about it. This conversation I had with my friend Sean. Hi, mm. Sean. Hi, Sean. Is he was shocked that it was like, well, you're going to miss so much. And I'm like, and how having seen both? I don't know how much I missed. I yeah, mean, I, I think more it, it would. Exp- I think the one that he, I think he had most really had more shock about is Black Panther. Well, I mean, Ragnarok. that's definitely on the list, but oh, I don't know 100%. if it's. I don't know if it's going to be the next one because no, 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 we're gonna. Me and Dan are working on on your choices at the moment. We'll definitely do that, but I think we got to throw it out to the fans. So, uh, fans, as always, if you, you have are- suggestions for what we need to add to the list, mm-hmm. then uh, send it over to us on Twitter at uh, underscore pop culture pod. 
on Facebook, we are Pod Pop Culture, and on Instagram, we are underscore Pop Culture Pod. You can follow me on Twitter at Halfline1989. And I'd just like to take a moment, though he most probably isn't listening, to thank Jim Smallman of Progress Wrestling, who made my day this week when he replied to me on uh, Twitter. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah, and he and he's the one of the... He's, he's a wrestler? He's the ring announcer for Progress and a stand-up comedian, but he's... He does Choose a Night Jewel, which is one of my favorite wrestling podcasts in progress. He's the ring announcer and he always, he, you know he's enjoying it because he's in the middle of that ring. And Are we giving a free shout So yeah, because he was nice to us this week, we're giving uh, Progress Wrestling a shout out yes. on the show. Thank you. If you're into pro wrestling, they thank are you. a company doing that. Thank you, Jim. You're, I, and thank you for telling me I'm a good egg. Um, That's because you're a good egg, Carl. I know. Uh, but um, I've that concludes been, our show. I yeah, think it is. That is another one for Paul. Um, I've been Carl Rowland. I've been Paul. And you catch us next week for our big San Diego Comic Con show. Yeah, that's going to be a return to Pop Culture Pod rather yep. than a one for Paul. And you yep. can find another one for Paul fortnight from now. Yep. And we will announce what the show. We uh, will get your feedback, and then we'll make give Paul his options. Yep, I will have my options by next week's Pop Culture Pod, and so, we'll get it done by the next week after so that. So keep your eyes on the internet for all the PC, for all the San Diego Comic-Con news, but failing that, we're going to give you the complete roundup, because I spend my entire weekend just hitting it. <laughs> it's true, I've seen it. Mm-hmm. It's terrifying. Oh, Comic-Con weekend, I get all my supplies in, like, and I, I'm literally on the internet while the con's open. Carl, we had to stop you from, like, eating your computer in rapture last time what? it was terrifying it was the, your, your throat unhinged like a snake you shouldn't give me star wars trailers then right and 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 justice league action and what else did we get? oh and the flash trailer last year oh all right that does in fact conclude our show we could go on forever yeah catch catch you next week peace peace Mjolnir. Mjolnir. balls